It's your boy, Sean, joined by the man who's not only the president, but he's also a member of the Nickelback fan club, Steve OG. You gonna say I'm bagging me? I'm not talking until there's a formal <laughs> apology. Join us as we open the Extreme Wrestling Archive, Hardcore Heaven 94. Hardcore Heaven 94. This took place August... 1994. 1994. It did take place. August 13th. It'd be a lot funnier if it took place like 1996. <laughs> <laughs> took place August 13th, 1994. I think there was, yeah. What day of the week was that? I don't fucking know. Thousand people in attendance. Do you know what took place August 12th, 1994? No. No? I do not. Is that a good boy? Baseball. It was a baseball game. No. It was amazing. It took the whole 1994-1995 season. Strike. Yeah. That's when they went on strike. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so... I remember the room of my childhood. Yeah. I know the WWF really capitalized on it when they had those commercials that said, like, our season never ends. I don't remember that. I just remember not... Not watching, like never watching baseball ever again after that. <laughs> well, ECW also capitalized on it. We'll get into that later. So last time was Heat Wave '94. Your heavyweight champion was Shane Douglas, because this is only like three weeks later. <laughs> your heavyweight champion is still Shane Douglas. Your TV champ, Mikey Whipwreck. Whipwreck. And this time it's still Mikey Whipwreck. Then the tag champs last time were the Public Enemy. Number one. They were, they faced the Funks and the Barbed Wire? Of course they did. Yeah. And And one. So they're still the tag champs. This one, I don't, like, there was no graphics, no hoopla, nothing, dude. We just open up and Joey Styles says, welcome to Hardcore Heaven. And And Hack Myers is walking down the fucking rampway already. No music. Maybe they were like preempted by like something and then like started like, you know how like sometimes like when you set your DVR but there's like something before it and you're watching the show but it starts in the middle. <laughs> and you, and this was before DVR. Well, now you can start from the beginning. Well, before you had to set a timer on your uh, VCR. On your VCR. Oh yeah. So <laughs> maybe they were preempted well, by we, like a like a cooking a show. Special bulletin. Yeah. Well, uh, public access. T- what was? Talk I mean, show. there was a baseball strike going on. OJ was going on. There was a lot going on. Michael Fay was still going on, I think. Who? The guy that got caned. Why, why, mm. That's why we have Singapore cane matches I, all the time. That's right. Hack Myers. Pogs. On his, on his way Pog. down. What? Pogs were happening. Were they? Uh, uh, Pogs. Was, uh, uh, they were happening. <laughs> what kind of slammer did you have? Uh, I just had like a regular one, but like I remember somebody had an O.J. Simpson slammer, and that was awesome. Oh, that's why you remember it. Did it have him in the slammer? Mm-hmm. On the slammer? Yeah. That's pretty sweet. All right, so Hack Myers coming to the ring, no music, and then uh, "What a Man" by Salt and Peppa. Peppa kicks in, and get used to that song. And oh, Spinderella! Give her the credit that she's due. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot about it. We don't like she's lost in history. Yeah, right? dude. it bothers I me. I wonder what she's up to these days. I'm gonna Google her. Rock and Rebel. He comes down to the ring. No Jason though. This time, maybe they're having having a feud. No, Jason actually has a match. He's busy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Styles washing uh, his hair. He tells us he tells us he will be challenging Mikey Whipwreck, 
for the TV title. So Joey Styles lets us know that Jason has a match for him. Bob Ortiz, he announces the Rockin' Rebel as the Ayatollah of Rock and Rolla. What is an Ayatollah? That's like a, a guy from Iran. East. The yeah. Iranian leader. That, is that what that is? He's just like the prime minister, but... I would, yeah, kind of like that. Is it like a religious thing or a political thing? I don't know the uh, full background. I will not speak on that because I am not, not informed. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I think Chris Jericho actually used this later in his career that he was the Ayatollah of Rock and Roll. I do recollect but that. Rock and Rebel was the original. But he's have... also from, I think, the rock and roll capital of the world, which I don't know where that would be. Cleveland? <laughs> like Dreamland? <laughs> I think everything is Cleveland. Uh, well, that's where the Hall of Fame is. Detroit or Rock Can- City? Canton. That's where the football Fo- Hall of Fame oh, that's is. What, is Cleveland where the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is? All right. So first up, we have Hack Myers versus Rock and Rebel. Now, this match stems from Heat. In a game of rock, paper, scissors, hack, does hack beat rock? <laughs> Only if rock. <laughs> or does rock beat hack? What would hack be? A two by four. Can you hack a rock? I think mm-hmm. a rock would win. If you're like a ninja. Trying to get, like a ninja cutting a... Cement block. They take a hack at it. They use their fists, though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they got, they, they got that judo chop. <laughs> That's a hack. Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess they do break solid brick. So hack beats rock. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> rock, paper, scissors, hack. Yeah. <laughs> rock, paper, paper scissors, scissors, hack. <laughs> But what, what, what beats hack, though? I don't know. Paper. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this match stems from Heat Wave 94 in that Rebel and Hack, remember? For some reason, they were a tag team. Unknown reason. And they came to blows after the match. So why not meet each other at the next pay-per-view? Someone has to. <laughs> so how about this, though? It's not an opening tag match. But it stems from a tag match previously. As long as there's some sort of affiliation. <laughs> the tag teams were okay. Uh, also, on the Heat Wave Tour 94, um, Hackamania, he was running wild all over the Rock and Rebel. I can show you some of that. Who's How many that hacks thing? does it take to become a mania? <laughs> like I don't se- know. seven? I thought it would be like three plus. Hack, yeah, he was running wild on the Rock and Rebel until the Rebel hit. Hack with a foreign object, allowing Jason to pin him, which would would have been Jason's first pinfall in eight years. Hack, he gets an early advantage with some lefts and headbutts as the fans sing along with him. So we got some more of that hack. Psha, I think is what they say, something along those lines. So Hack drops Big Leg onto the Rock and Rebel, whose head was draped over the bottom rope. Rock and Rebel reverses the momentum. With a nice swinging neckbreaker. Some big chops in the corner. I think we get some woos from the crowd. More sing-along. A side Russian leg sweep. And then he dumps Hack to the outside. Rock and Rebel with one chair shot. Or as you call him, the Steel Dragon. <laughs> Steel Dragon. <laughs> um, do other countries have other versions of um, leg sweeps? <laughs> Like a Chinese. Is it like a side, like a side finish leg sweep? Is it a little, <laughs> bit, a little bit different. I don't know. I've never heard of anything but a side Russian leg sweep. Right. So I don't know. Just saying. I've heard of a Chinese arm drag. Maybe just different countries have different maneuvers. 
like each one can only trademark one kind of maneuver. So you can't like so now Russia's have a monopoly on the leg sweeps, and then Chinese have a monopoly on the arm drags. What's Bangladesh have? <laughs> Is there an Indian? There's an Indian death lock. That's that's India. This is is a whole different country. Isn't Bangladesh near India? It's near, but it's not the same. It's in Asia. You Canadian? (laughs) Canadian maple leaf. I don't know. Alright, Big Clothesline by Rock and Rebel. Only gets a two, though. Hack regains control with a shot to the throat. Fans sing along with Hack in the corner with some chops and kicks. Then uh, that gets Rebel the upper hand. And for some reason, instead of pinning Hack after a short arm clothesline, the Rock and Rebel jiggles his balls. Remember that? Do not. No. Uh, he literally puts his hand down his pants and adjusts. Hmm. So Hack reverses the belly to back into a crossbody for a three. And that gives Hack the victory. Which One, two, three. Was kind of shocking because I, I didn't think Hack would ever get a victory. But I figured he'd be more like a, a job guy. But Hack always beats Rock. That's true. <laughs> I didn't. I wasn't using my noodle on that one. So good opening match. Um, Hack getting a little push. Not much as far as a wrestling like match, so to speak. But um, it did get the crowd involved. And then there's also a little bit of storyline there from the previous show with Hack and Rock and Rebel breaking up. Anything from you on that match? No, I'm just trying to figure out what Bangladesh would do in, in the ring. It's kind of bothering me. I don't know. Is that going to... I feel like I should know. I would know the answer to that. All right, and then holy shit, where you go straight into the next match. Boom. Let's do yeah. this. So Tommy Cairo, he comes out to We Will Rock You. No peaches with them this time, though. Hmm. And again, what a man kicks on as Chad Austin comes out this match. Comes out to this match. Where would you rather go on vacation? Cairo, Egypt? Austin, Texas? Probably Austin, Texas. Okay. (laughs) This match has absolutely no build that I'm aware of. I think basically the same man is just done with Tommy Cairo. It's um, unpacking. He's being kicked down the card, basically. This match is kind of like when you like go to the drive-thru and get french fries, and there's like one onion ring unexpectedly stuck in there that you didn't know about. Like, <laughs> yeah. this is the onion ring of this uh, card. Oh, yeah. They just kind of like just accidentally stuck it in there. <laughs> in the big scoop of things they didn't notice. Right. So, we got uh, Tommy Cairo versus Chad Austin here. Stalemate on the lockup as Austin gives us the gun show. Gives us the gun show, which he does not have guns. Does he want license? Power moves by Cairo to get the upper hand. Even more power moves, I guess, by Cairo as Austin bumps and lick a boss. I have a feeling he meant like a boss. <laughs> as Austin, because if not, that'd be like workplace sexual harassment. Yeah, have you ever that's... licked your boss? No. Yeah, so Austin bumps like a boss. Uh, finally, Cairo, he misses a top rope cannonball, and Austin pins him with his feet on the rope, which the ref clearly stares at and sees. But that wasn't the, the finish. Well, the finish, like, that was the finish it was supposed to be, but I don't think the ref was supposed to see that. So I think he needs to go back to his class. Spend, an, spend an, another 
three grand. Three grand. <laughs> Learn advanced weekend uh, wrestling yeah. referee. <laughs> Over the weekend, yeah. Me, personally, didn't really get into this match. Um, I already know Cairo is a power man, so he doesn't need to showcase all his power moves. And Austin is already a, he's been a sneaky heel. I do enjoy the Austin bumping all over the ring. And I also like his salmon-colored tights. Well, obviously. <laughs> they show up good on the uh, low-def TV. Yeah. <laughs> Very, the, on the, what is it, tw- 240p? Huh? It's probably like 240p. What are you talking about? The definition. Oh, like a pixel. Yeah. Mm. I have no idea. <laughs> like 8-bit? <laughs> <laughs> like Nintendo has better quality. Any any thoughts from you, sir? So oh, this no. is a quick match. Just stuck it in there. The onion ring. This is the onion oh. ring match. <laughs> of the night. Of the night. And then uh, now we get into the, the good stuff. All right. So what a man. Kicks on for the third time in a row. They had like a Winamp player playing, and they and because of the dial-up internet, they only downloaded three songs. <laughs> it was on repeat. Yeah, it's like going to a minor league baseball game <laughs> when they play like Charge, the Charge song. Yeah, they're um, like they're like you know what, this didn't work out. Next year, next week, we'll just get a marching band <laughs> in here, a local high school marching yeah. band. <laughs> All right, so this time Jason comes out. He's looking pretty jacked, if I might say so myself. He is the sexiest man on earth. He received flowers from some of the fans. What kind of flowers? Roses. Expensive. Yeah. Loser. My back kicks on as Mikey Whipwreck heads to the ring. Soy and Pendador. Yeah. Do you know what that means? I'm a loser. That's in Espanol. <laughs> <laughs> I so, hope he, I was hoping you'd say something else. Like how I, to, I believe it's... French. <laughs> Bonjour. Mikey, he has been feuding with Jason and all of his men um, since he won the title from Pitbull number one. And Mikey has somehow or another retained it against all of his opponents. So he's defeated all of Jason's men. Now he's on to Jason himself. So it's kind of like Mortal Kombat. Isn't Shang Tsung like the teacher i do not i do not recall no only thing i know about mortal kombat is that you fight to the death death best out of three <laughs> that is a funny thing <laughs> <I'm looking at. laughs> oh god that is actually kind of funny yeah, it should be co- it should be immortal kombat because you have you have to die it twice yeah try mortal Best out of three. <laughs> the death. Best out of three. Oh, God, that is kind of funny. <laughs> All right. So, this, this match is, this was... is a no-DQ match, for the Correct. record. Yeah, so this match, um, it was kind of announced on that Heat Wave 94 tour that was going on in the summer, their house shows. It was mentioned the same time as the Rebel versus Hackmeyer's match. So, Jason... Kind of getting his feet in everywhere. So, like you said, no DQ. Mikey versus Jason, and this is for the TV title. Jason, he shows off his power by shoulder-blocking Mikey. Then, I think as he's, like, preening for the crowd, Mikey sneakily pins him, but only gets a two-count. Then he gets dominated with the clothesline, and Mikey 
hits then like a large combo of moves. It's like crossbody, atomic drop, drop kick, hip toss, arm drag, body slam, and then finally a drop kick. A what? And then finally. What was that last thing? And then finally, a drop kick. Okay. This gets the fans to erupt as the brawl goes to the outside. Uh, Jason, to the outside, eats the steel. He does counter Mikey's dive with a kick to the face. Jason, he then face plants Mikey onto the table, the timekeeper's table, and then leg drops him through it. That was fucking pretty awesome. I liked it. How are we going to keep time, though, now? I don't know. We're going to have to do it without a table somehow. <laughs> I don't know how you keep time without a table. That's well. That's what they do in soccer, and look out! Look out! What happens there? <laughs> it takes very, very long. Time. They just screw it up. They're like, we got extra. We were, it was under the. It was under the table. Yeah. Found the time. Does it, does soccer ever end at the ninety minute mark? No, like, they're just like you're like surprise. <laughs> we got more. There's just happens to be more time. And I love it that like it's always like a like. Soccer time brought to you by Rolex. Rolex is supposed to be like the best watches in the world. Like, if, like, w- why would you sponsor that? Yeah, or tag Hewer. Yeah, like, like it should be like soccer time brought to you by Bolex, where there's forty nine seconds in every minute. Bolex coming to a. Want to make your day go faster? Bolex coming to a street vendor near you. Jason, he face plants Mikey back inside the ring, and then he counters a. Or, excuse me, Jason continues the high-powered offense as he's probably got, what, 50, 60 pounds on Mikey Whipwreck there. Jason mugs a little more for the camera and then slows it down with a chin lock. So now we're going nice and slow here. <laughs> Mikey, <clears throat> he does gain some momentum, only to catch a big mo. Big mo. Oh, momentum. Mm-hmm. Does catch some momentum. The big mo. <laughs> Are you gonna say that every time? No, no. <laughs> he does. Catch... <laughs> he does catch. <laughs> I can't do it. He does catch some momentum. The big mo. <laughs> I don't know if you want to say that. He gains some momentum. The big mo. But catches a big boot to the face, Mikey. He does get a like a handful of two counts. I think he pins him like four or five times. Um, only gets two, and then they small package each other back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, four or five times. But that only leads to like a two and fifteen sixteenths, and then Jason gives us the the old Kamehameha. That is not in my house. Jason, he hits a nice gut wrench power bomb. Pretty powerful. Couple more uh, power moves. This leads to them going to the outside, where Mikey gets in some nice chair shots. Steel dragons. Steel dragon shots. Uh, Not one steel dragon, but an armada of steel dragons. When there's more than one steel dragon, it's an armada. Like like, a murder of crows? Or a school of fish? Why is it a murder of crows? Have you ever seen a crow? (laughs) It's definitely a murder of crows. Yeah. Well, the last, the end of the last show would have been a uh, armada of steel dragons when mm-hmm. the public enemy was buried yep. under them. Mikey, he misses a crossbody from the top, and then Jason brings a chair into the ring, 
only to have it used on himself, because that is the rules of wrestling. Mm-hmm. Just like, if, if you breathe the chair and you're going to get hit with it, and if you rip the cover off the turnbuckle, your face is going to do it. <laughs> Correct. It's, it's, it's just science. Simple physics. Yeah. Also, but prior to uh, Jason being hit with it, Mike, Mikey does uh, clock John Finnegan in the face with it. So John Finnegan does take a whack. Mikey, he makes the pin and gets the three from the dazed rift. But this causes the pit bulls to hit the ring. Crotch Mikey. Various pit bulls. They crotch Mikey, put Jason on top of him, and he gets the three. So I'm very confused at the minute. No DQ. You can do that. But Mikey already pinned him, and the ref counted the three. What language? <laughs> the human math. Human. The human number line. Base ten. Base ten math. <laughs> I don't care if you're using the fucking metric system, the imperial system, the apothecary system, the household system. Three is three. All right. So Bob Ortiz announces Jason as a new TV champ. As the Pitbulls hoist a bloody Jason onto their shoulders. This causes Jimmy Snuka and the Tasmaniac to Of course he comes out. This causes Jimmy Snuka and the Tasmaniac to hit the ring and Pearl Harbor the Pitbulls. And we already have our next match. Boom. We're in. Dude, this is like fucking... They're not messing around. Snatch or something. where you, You know, like in that movie Snatch where they have like five different parts of the movie uh-huh. going on at once. That's, that's they probably cool. had to get this done because like, there's probably like... Do you think they, they only had an allotted amount of time? Yeah, like, there's like, there, there's like a group of fifth graders that have like basketball practice <laughs> after this. So Taz, this one's actually pretty quick. Taz, wait, wasn't... When Taz and Sabu, was that against the Pitbulls? Mm-hmm. Where the match was like 40 seconds? Okay, mm-hmm. so Taz, he basically just hits the T-bone suplex as Jimmy Snuka... Hits the Superfly Splash, and we get a double three count. What the fuck just happened? I'm assuming they probably get paid by the match, not by the hour. They definitely don't get paid by the hour? Yeah. So, let's take a minute and recap. Which will be longer than what the match was. (laughs) So, the last time we saw Snooka was all the way back at when Worlds Collide against Kevin Sullivan, where he gets hammered. In the balls with the timekeeper's hammer. Snooka, or as we called him at that time, that guy, was a heel and was managed by Hunter Q. Robbins III. So what's going on here? Now, that was all the way back on May 14th. We're currently in August. Time has passed. Fast forward to the July 12th episode of Hardcore TV. So now we've we've rewound and now we're fast forwarding? But we're still in the past. Okay. So we've rewound all the way to uh, May. May. Now we've now we're fast forwarded forward to July. To July. The Tasmaniac pins Snooka and Hunter Q. Robbins proceeds to call Snooka a monkey boy. It looks like Snooka is about to hit Hunter Q. Robbins a third, but Taz stops him and Snooker, Snooka and... Hunter Q. Robbins III leave together as the Pitbulls attack Taz. So a little bit of teasing of a Snooka face turn. But not quite. Then, a couple weeks later, on July 26th, on Hardcore TV, the Funks and Dreamer took on the Pitbulls and Snooka. 
The pit bulls double clothesline Snooka, causing him to get pinned by Tommy Drink. One, once again, Hunter Q. Robbins, the third, excuse me, gets into the ring and calls Snooka various species of monkey, including a chimpanzee complete with hand gestures. Hmm. So are you familiar with monkey hand gestures? No. Basically scratching the armpit and the head. Oh, okay. It's appropriate. <laughs> then Hunter Q. Robbins breaks his cane over Snooka's back, causing Snooka to headbutt him and hit the superfly splash. The Pitbulls then attack Snooka with chairs until the Tasmaniac makes the save. And then the Snooka and Tasmaniac clear the ring. They then have like an Islander moment in there where they trade I love you's. And then this match was officially signed on August 2nd episode of Hardcore TV as the Rumble in the Jungle to MC Hammer's Pumps and the Bumps. That is not like a traditional island song. It's more like inner city ghetto. Are there kettle drums? No. No, not not an island song. There's probably some kind of drum machine. Oh, a lot of bass. I like kettle drums. Steel drums? Yeah. Yeah. No, kettle drums. Okay. The first match was enjoyable. Mikey looked good, and Jason surprisingly looked good. Hard-hitting moves. I am very confused by the finish, as Mikey did pin Jason originally, but then Jason pinned him. The secondary pinning, if you will. Yeah. Remember. And he was announced as the new champ, so I hope this gets cleared up at some point. We'll see what happens. Then, the Pitbulls versus Taz and Snooka, all 40 seconds of it, was just two big moves followed by a pin. Uh, it only had build-up on TV, basically, because Snooka hasn't been around in a while on the big cards. It was decent if you could actually fool along. Fool. If you could actually follow along with the TV shows, but I guess Snooka can't even last a minute anymore. But like you said, it took me longer to recap what was going on in the match itself. So what are your thoughts on that? Two matches for the price of one. I don't know why they did the 40-second match. Like, if you're going to have a 40-second match, don't have a, set, don't have a match. Don't, do <laughs> don't have a match. Just brawl or something. Just move on to something else. Yeah. I know last time you said you didn't like TV title or title matches. In the in middle? The, in the I don't. beginning or middle. I do not. So. Your, big, your big title match should be... The, if you're going to have one, it's the last match. And if you're going to have a lesser title also at this, that's the second to last. <laughs> Those are the rules. It's like, it's a totem pole. That thing. makes sense. I understand. But... You don't put your eagle on the bottom of the totem pole. All right. So next up, we see Shane Douglas and Angel escort Mr. Hughes out to the ring to MC Light's Roughneck. Douglas, he gets on the mic and announces Mr. Hughes as the true giant. Of the ECW. What are your thoughts? That would mean there'd have to be a false giant. (laughs) Then Frankenstein by the Edgar Winter Group, which is a sweet little guitar riff, I like it, hits as Paul E. leads out 911, and then Bob Artis introduces Paul E., then 911, but sadly, not 911's mustache. That should get its own... Actually, that should have its own separate entrance, in my opinion. Its own separate TV show. <laughs> its own card. 
just just the mustache for like two hours <laughs> with, with someone announcing it. Uh, announcing the mustache. So this match, nine one one and Mister Hughes, they've been having back and forth for a little while now. Different confrontations, if you will. On the July fifth episode, they kind of met in the aisle. That's when they kind of started a little jawjacking as they passed like ships in the night. And then Why do ships the... always pass in the night? Why can't they pass in the day? I don't know. It's just quieter. I think. Then July 12th is when they face off in the middle of the ring during that entire locker room brawl where the bench is cleared. Everyone came in. And then at Heat Wave, they obviously had their altercation where 911 chokeslam Douglas and then chokeslam Mr. Hughes. On the 26th, Paul, you gave a nice little promo, basically putting 911 over and calling Mr. Hughes a chump, which he is, and I agree with. So, start things off, we get a big 911 chant, a little bit of jaw jacking back and forth between the two big guys, some belly bumping. It's always a sign of, of violence to come. <laughs> the belly bumping. Mm-hmm. Exchanging of blows gets used the upper hand originally. It only gets him to choke 911 and then into a choke slam. If you remember, it's not so much the ending of a choke slam, it's the beginning. Right? Or was that the other way around? You don't remember that? The ending is the worst part. <laughs> Every, oh, yeah, every choke slam starts the same. It starts with the choke. <laughs> right. <laughs> but that only gets a tip. So 911 gets in a kick to the gut. Only to be low blowed by Hughes. 911 then blocks the sidewalk slam and he chokeslams Hughes to get the three, but the bastard still tries to kick out. Did you see that? I don't know why he had to be vulgar in his language like that. Because he's a bastard. Uh, Todd Gordon, he did say that Hughes kind of did this. Like, Todd Gordon was saying, like, Hughes, you have to job or whatever. And he. Like, still kind of did the job, but he still tried to kick out. So he did a poor job yeah. at jobbing. Yeah, he's piss poor job at jobbing. And Todd Garden's just like, what the fuck, dude? Like, why? But apparently he's notorious for doing that, so. The 99... The 99... The 911... <laughs> <laughs> Listen up, like, the pizza guy's, like, economic plan. What the hell is his name? 999. The 999 plan. <laughs> All right, so the 911 victory stand. Shane, Douglas, that is, not the other Shane, uh, he gets into the ring, Dex Paul E. 911 gets in Douglas's face, who in turn pulls Angel in front of him. Angel begs for a second, but then, then she he, just straight up slaps him and then in the face. He hits her with two choke slaps. Correct. That one. 911 then proceeds to chokeslam Angel as Paul E. gyrates and spits on it. And that was a big loopy. I think that's degrading as well. Shouldn't spit on anybody. I think that's disgusting. Paul E. gets on the mic, tells Shane to get his dead smelly fish out of the ring. It's pretty vulgar. I assume he is referring to her vagina. You don't know that. That's why I said I assume. 911, he calls for one more choke slam and gives it to her. Like you said, two choke slams. Not one, but two. She deserves it anyway because she, you know, she's always. She's still complaining that she was molested when she was 19 years old, claiming she was underage, but she was 
she was of age. So she was a consenting adult. You deserve a choke snap for that? You deserve two choke snaps for that. You know, the big one was uh, McFoley, who she claimed was it. The match, it wasn't meant to be good, and it wasn't good. Two big dudes, basically. Being big. Doing Being dudes. their one or two moves. But it was only like three minutes long, so. Any thoughts on that? A lot of choke slams. Yeah. I do respect there was choking. the power of a choke slam. Yeah. You said that's more degrading than spinning on somebody. It's the most degrading thing in the world to be picked <laughs> up by your neck and then slammed to the ground. Do people do that in real life? Just, no. It's just too degrading. Yeah. It's, I think it's in the uh, Geneva Convention, actually. Like, that's, <laughs> like, you can't have, like, really long bayonets and no choke slams in war. Yeah. It all's fair in love and war, except really long bayonets and choke slams. There's a bayonet limit? Length limit? Yeah, after the Civil War, they made them shorter. Is that, like, the rules of war, too, and mm-hmm. one team had to shoot, and then the other team had to shoot? That wasn't a rule. That was just, they just had crappy guns. Oh, so, <laughs> so they'd shoot, and then everyone's sitting there trying to fucking power, or, like, what is that called? When you reload. Reload your gun. Yeah. All right. Holy shit. We cut to the Sandman and woman standing at the entrance to enter Sandman by Metallica. They must have just finished downloading it. Finally! They just finished downloading it. <laughs> After a year and a half of, of dial-up internet. All right. So, Sandman, sporting a new haircut. Makes a couple laps slowly around the ring, which he always does. He traverses around. Traverse? Yeah, he traveled. Okay. Slowly? It's it's any speed. You can traverse at any speed. Okay. I think that's like JetBlue's mantra. Who? JetBlue. You can traverse at any speed. Is that a plane company? I believe they... I don't think they sell planes. They (laughs) They fly planes. (laughs) They're an airline. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, they're a pl- they're, yes, they're an airplane dealership. <laughs> Dude, is there money in that? I doubt it. What is that? Lockheed Morris? Are they the ones that make airplanes? Who makes airplanes? Philip Morris makes cigarettes. Lockheed Martin makes airplanes. Lockheed Morris makes airplanes that light on fire. Yeah. Lockheed Morris is what you said. And it's Lockheed Martin. Martin. Alright, so Sandman makes a couple laps slowly around the ring, enjoys a couple smokes. Styles announces his opponent is Tommy, the Dream, Dreamer. So, do you, do you think it's funny that the Sandman comes and puts you to sleep, and when you're asleep is when you dream? Is, they should have played up more on that. I think the Sandman versus Dreamer. Yeah, that would have been good. Good booking. Like, it was, it was, if I was the Sandman, that'd be part of my shtick. Like, when the Sandman comes, I'm gonna put you in Dreamland. <laughs> See what you did there? And then Tommy Dreamer. What would he, his, well, he'd his, be in Dreamland because the Sandman put him there. So they should be like a tag team. No. Just the Sandman should always be the person that he puts into Dreamland. That's how dreaming works. You have to fall asleep first. Yeah. Not really. You can dream while you're awake. It's one of those, that's one of those like fake dreams. Like you want to dream about being like a movie star. What about daydreaming? No, I can't. That's not a thing. <laughs> it's a work. <laughs> all right, uh, daylight's for work yeah not dreaming yeah all right so uh what happened to tommy cairo well last month at heat wave the sandman defeated cairo in the bloody dueling canes match which was the blow-off match so now on to dreamer 
on TV, Dreamer, he had been feuding with Douglas for the heavyweight title after Douglas turned on him, costing him the tag team titles on the July 5th episode of Hardcore TV. So, Dreamer, he faced Douglas for the world title. Or I guess I should say the heavyweight title. It's not a world title yet. And Douglas immediately got himself disqualified. And then him and Hughes worked over Dreamer. Hughes gave Dreamer the sidewalk slam while Douglas counted. But Dreamer still kicked out at two. Kind of pissing them both off. But I guess that was to kind of to reference him kicking out of the Superfly Splash from before. Which he did. So Dreamer kicking out of all types of finishers here. Douglas, he this is when he cut a promo with his boot on Dreamer's face, like chest, which was kind of cool. On the July 12th episode, Douglas attacked Dreamer after his match, which leads to an entire locker room brawl on the Heat Wave 94 tour. On the July 12th episode, Douglas attacks Dreamer after his match, which leads to an entire locker room brawl. So, on the Heat Wave 94 tour, Dreamer... Took Douglas to the 49-minute mark. Imagine watching that match. <laughs> but couldn't get the job done. On the July 19th episode, Dreamer was finally scheduled for his big match against Douglas. But before this, the Sandman took on Mikey for the TV title, which Mikey won by DQ, of course. As Sandman continued to work over Mikey with his cane, um, as well as woman, no one... Like, a bunch of people came in to try to stop him. No one could stop him. Not even Tommy Cairo. Finally, Tommy Dreamer came out and saved Mikey. Um, he stops Woman from hitting him and then plants a big fat kiss on her, which Woman seemed to enjoy. A smooch, if yeah. you will. Sandman then canes the shit out of Dreamer, despite him having this big title match. Then, this is when Woman... woman Smoking her cigarette, looking very satisfied with that kiss. So. Sandman, he then canes Dreamer a little more for good measure. And then this is when, this was earlier in the night. Later, Dreamer barely makes it out. They were about to count him out because he got worked over so hard. Um, but he barely makes it out for his heavyweight title match, which ends up being stopped by the ref due to Dreamer not being able to defend himself. So, the July 26th episode, this became uh, official, and this is when they start cutting promos on each other. So we got the Sandman versus Tommy Dreamer, and that's where it stands from. Any questions? The defense rests. So, Sandman, waiting, and we're like, everyone's like, where's Dreamer? Nobody knows. (laughs) It's hiding. It's hiding out. Under the ring is where we find him. There he, he is. Out, uh, Tommy, he bum rushes the Sandman with a cane. Box woman, kind of, there's a cool little spot there where he flicks the cane out of her hand. Gives her another smooch. Then woman gets up and slaps Dreamer on the back. Dreamer, he then goes berserk and clocks Jim Molino, the ref. And then a bloody Sandman again. This is when Bob Ortiz gets in the ring and announces mm-hmm. that Dreamer has been disqualified. The old DQ. And Dreamer proceeds to cane Bob Ortiz, the ring announcer, which I thought was pretty sweet. He then you, know, came... you know who did not think that was sweet? Bob Ortiz. Bob Ortiz. He then canes the Sandman a couple more times and leaves the ring, 
still slapping hands with the fans, despite his very heelish tactics. Some bad people in Philadelphia. Philly, the, the, the town of brotherly love, or the city of brotherly love. In the ring, we see the same man laying there. Woman can't arouse him. So what does she do? She lights him a cigarette, and all of a sudden he starts puffing on it while laying flat on his back. And this basically revives them. I One of those Lockheed Morris cigarettes. <laughs> yeah, it must be Lockheed Morris. <laughs> I love that shit, though. That was that was that was funny. Dreamer, he's slowly becoming more and more hardcore. We'll see this so as time goes on. Woman reviving the Sandman with a cigarette. That was just sweet. Loved it. Explaining the buildup. Of this match took longer, I guess, than the 43 seconds of match itself. So another match that was less than a minute and actually took me longer to explain why this match was going on. Much longer. Than the match, <laughs> the match actually itself. going on. I had, a, I had a technical question Okay, that I think maybe other people might have. What's that? Do you think at the $3,000 referee training weekend program, they practice um, counting with a metronome? <laughs> like so they're spot on yeah so there aren't any quick counts I'm sure that's touched on but you'll see some refs are not so good at it I just like the idea of seeing like 20 people in a room everybody <laughs> sitting at desks with a metronome just like <laughs> or an advocate <laughs> for like 40 minutes <laughs> That's before lunch from three right. <laughs> from eleven ten to eleven fifty. Yeah, and when they do that, the clock stop. They just have to count it out. <laughs> lunch will be in four hundred and nineteen seconds. <laughs> count it out. Count it out. Any thoughts on that match? Do you think there's a smoking and a non-smoking section in the ring? <laughs> In the ring. These are the things I'm thinking about as you were talking. <laughs> I don't know, because Sandman was dead in the middle of the ring. Maybe that's maybe the dead Sandler is in the smoking section. Well, then what's the point of having a non-smoking section? Because it's going to go everywhere. Maybe, well, maybe like, that's where the ventilation system is, directly well, over the middle of the ring. On the left, say the left side would be, and then the right side would be non-smoking. No, oh. I don't believe there's a... <laughs> so you're non believing Okay. <laughs> Although... This was early 90s. I don't think um, smoking was banned indoors yet. Or was it? Well, you had smoking sections. That's true. Now you can't smoke outside. Or inside. But especially outside. You can't smoke outside? A lot of places you can't smoke outside. What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? Like, you can't, like, I can't go outside your house and smoke right now? Well, my, no, you, my house you can. But, like, some places you can't. So, like, are you saying, like, a restaurant or something like that? Like, like say, like a, a ho- like, a hospital. You can't smoke, like, on the grounds. Oh, on the campus, yeah. Or, like, co- college campuses now. They, like, you can't... Like, if you're living in a college dorm in some places, like, if you want to smoke a cigarette, you'd have to, like, go out of your dorm, get in your car, drive, drive away, <laughs> and then smoke funny. a cigarette, and then drive back. That's ridiculous. That's funny, though. And then it's a pack of cigarettes is like forty dollars. <laughs> right, that's like that's like forty dollars and a half to get gas. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to go smoke one. You are, so basically, if you want to smoke a pack of cigarettes, you have to buy a forty dollar pack of cigarettes and a fifty dollar ticket gas. <laughs> yeah. And depending on where where you, where, where you live, you might have to pay for parking. <laughs> probably like a toll. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh my god. Next up, 
we hear slam. This is where a tag match is supposed to happen. Yeah, so you're, you're happy. Towards the end, but not at the end. In the middle part of the end. So just past the middle. That's no, the saying. middle part of the end. Oh, okay. So halfway... Let's say there's ten... So three-fourths of the way... Let's say there's ten matches. Okay. Right? The middle would be five. The end would be ten. So match seven seven and a half... (laughs) Should be a tag match. (laughs) Should be a tag match. The one and only tag match. Somewhere between seven and eight should be the only tag match that you have. So after five, but before ten. No, the middle middle of the end. Okay. Or 75%. (laughs) Three-fourths. Yeah. (laughs) Alright, so next up we hear Slam by Onyx as the public enemy heads out. And I was originally pissed because I thought the, the tag champs were coming out first. But then we see that the bad breed is already in the ring. So They're just again, there. Again, no no match graphic, nothing going on here. You just We gotta go. The fifth graders are in the uh, locker room. They're getting ready. They're fucking getting pissy. It's time to go. <laughs> but yeah, bad breed already in the ring. Didn't have an entrance. And then... Coming out of here, how the hell did the bad breed make it to the top of the pecking order in the tag team division? Because when they said, hey, we have an idea for a stipulation for this match, and then they announced it, no one else volunteered except for these (laughs) assholes. Because the stipulation is that it's a baseball brawl match. Base brawl match. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which means that if uh, someone is knocked out for 10 seconds, then they get to bring in bats. Yeah, that is crazy. Baseball bats. Well, mine is, like, who else? Who else is there? I can think of a couple of people that I like to see hit in the head of the <laughs> Well, uh, Terry Funk, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, last time it was Terry Funk and Dory Funk, which isn't really a tag team. Yeah, but they don't have to wrestle to get hit, hit in the head with a bat. They can just stand there and just get hit in the head with a That's true. bat. That's true. Well, I'm, I'm just saying, like, who else, like, has credentials oh. as a tag team? And then, like, Sabu and Taz are by their team. And right. Taz and, Plus, you're just uh, signing up for a concussion. Yeah. Like a... <laughs> Like so a legit is there concussion. Really, any other tag team? There's five Delta Slam. They're only on TV. I don't even think you'd know about them. Don't know that. Yeah. So basically, who else is there? Uh, I guess there's the Pitbulls. But they're they like feuding with Mikey Rip. They already had their dinner. Yeah. The Bruise Brothers. Um, they're on their way to the WWF as the Blue Brothers, and they even um, stopped in WCW at the end of this year to job to Hulk Hogan and Stan. To get gas. <laughs> and go smoke cigarettes. They had a cup of coffee. But they jobbed to Hulk Yeah, a cup of coffee in WCW. They jobbed to Hulk Hogan and Sting. Hmm. It's quite the people to job to. I wonder if you'd make more money jobbing to like high-class stars like that. Hmm. Think so? Yeah. Yeah. There really is no other established tag teams anymore. Uh, Terry and Dory, like I said, they were... Um, they weren't a tag team, like, meant to be a tag team that long. And then Kevin Sullivan is also gone. So, Public Enemy and Bad Breed, they've been feuding on, like, house shows and the Heat Wave 94 tour, basically. Like, I don't even think, like, a lot of their stuff didn't even make it to TV. The August 9th episode, Public Enemy cut a sweet promo. Like, this is the match I was talking about at the beginning where they are playing on the baseball strike. Rocco Rock sings, like, Take Me Out to the Ball Game extreme version dude is pretty sweet i'll actually just have to play it because it's it's pretty awesome so we have the public enemy versus the bad breed in a actually i think is it called a brawl game match or a base brawl take me out of the brawl game yeah now the announcer doesn't announce the stipulations very well but 
from what you said and what I can gather, if one team doesn't answer the 10 count, the other team gets to use the baseball bat and then falls count anywhere in the building. But if one team isn't going to answer the 10 count, count, why not just pin them and fuck the baseball bat? That's my opinion. What do you think? Now, do you need to... How, does the baseball bat need to be in play first before you can pin, maybe? I don't know. They didn't stipulate. Yeah, that wasn't stipulated. In so. the stipulation. <laughs> that wasn't stipulated in the stipulation of that. So, we start out as Rocco takes straw hat guy's straw hat and rips it. To me, he that guy looks like Ted from Scrubs. Straw hat guy will become a corner piece in the fans of ECW Wrestling. As time goes on. Rock Rock gets on the mic and says that if they keep calling him Jailbird, he isn't going to wrestle. <laughs> Side note, uh, Rock Rock, a.k.a. Ted Petty, he in fact has never been to jail. <laughs> and he graduated from Rutgers with a degree in nutrition. Not very high on the street cred there with a degree in nutrition. <laughs> that, that will get you into the crypts. Axel, he gets on the mic and calls him OJ, gets the fans to chant, Jailbird. Public Enemy, they walk out for like a couple seconds, but come back and grunge. He gets on the mic and curses a couple times. I think I heard an F word. Don't call yourself the Public Enemies and then be upset (laughs) they're calling you Jailbird. (laughs) That is a good point, dude. (laughs) Yeah, like why is he so fucking like butthurt? Your your gimmick is that you're... You're a criminal. <laughs> you're the public's enemy. Yeah. You're such of a you're such a criminal that you are an enemy of the pu- of the, the whole public, public, right? All of the public. That's your that's your gimmick. And then they called you a jailbird, and you got upset. <laughs> your feelings are hurt. Right. And you almost run away. Yeah. I feel like that that yeah didn't think that through, did he? No. That was, that's a very good point. That's the kind of <laughs> this kind of analysis you get from this side of the table. Yeah, dude. Rocco. He smartly hits uh, Emo Ref in the balls before the bell rings, so he can't get disqualified, even though I don't think there would be a disqualification anyway. But Emo Ref, man, every month, he's getting battered in some kind of way. I don't know. He should just uh, not. So he should just stay home. Axel, he's still sporting his uh, mullet mohawk combo, which I know you're a fan of. Rock and Ian started off. Rock hits a couple moonsaults quickly, but Ian counters a top rope move, I don't know, maneuver, with a dropkick, which is pretty impressive because Ian Rotten is round, very round. Rock, he gets backdropped into the front row. Uh-oh. Yeah. Now he's not in the ring. <laughs> Axel backdrops Ian onto the public enemy, which actually looked dangerous because Ian... Is heavy. Mm-hmm. It, Axel looks like he almost hurt himself, and I think he almost took out like Johnny Grunge. Brock he tries an Undertaker like tightrope spot on the guardrail, but just ends up crotching himself. Chairs, stairs flying all over the outside. Eventually, a frying pan comes out of nowhere. I don't know where that came from, but why not? Some lady's purse. <laughs> Always carrying frying pans around. Ian and Rock make it into the ring, and Rock takes a vicious chair shot. Now, we have had a wooden dragon and a steel dragon. This is a plastic dragon. Because <laughs> that chair was like that yellow, hard plastic. Oh, man. Is that what that... 
I don't know. Would that hurt worse than... Well, it was 80s plastic, so yeah. Yeah. Dude. So it's made of lead. <laughs> yeah. 80s plastic is Chinese lead. <laughs> Painted was, with plastic. It, it was devastating. Ruck, he uh, botches a couple moves and they dump to the outside. He slowly works over Ian in the ring. Tagged to Axel, tagged to Grunge. Grunge, he's busted open already, but in the back of his head, I noticed. Oh, you can see his hair changing color. Public Enemy, they hit some tag moves. Only get a two on Axel. Tagged to Ian, and Ian and Rock exchange some blows. Capped off with a low blow by Rock of Rock. Double Team from the Public Enemy only gets a six count, which, remember, we're looking for ten. That's the amount you need. Yeah. Ian with a couple uh, barrel rolls to get out, <laughs> which is kind of funny. Gets the tag to Axel, who gets busy with his elbows. Dusty Road style. Irish whip into a chair by the Bad Breed. And the British bomb gets the 10 cow. And the Bad Breed are the ones that get to use the bat. The bat. Bat shots galore, I have written here. So they work over the... Swinging and not missing. <laughs> Correct. Grunge with a bat shot off the top. Rock, he hits a plancha from some kind of scaffolding when they're brawling on the outside. I don't know what they were doing over there. Although I think that place was always under construction because they're always breaking shit. Rock and Ian make their way to the broadcast position. Mm-mm. Which you can see all the AV equipment there, which is very dangerous. Rock tries to make a pin in the crowd, but emo ref is nowhere to be found. Everyone... Eventually makes their way back to ringside. The public enemy hit the drive-by on, on a bloodied Axel Rotten and retain their titles. Boom. So, for me, this match was just a little too unorganized for me. I mean, I do like... It was as organized as a match with bats could be. <laughs> oh, was it? Well, honestly, I, I, I don't mind, like, brawling chaos, but I don't know. With the limited camera work... I just felt it was, uh, wasn't that fun. Match stipulation kind of didn't make sense at first. Yeah, I really? thought they were going to use, um, bats. They did. No, like, bats. <laughs> like the mammal? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it really wasn't much build-up, although there really wasn't anyone else, to like you said, that wants to... Fuck around with baseball bats. And they Maybe bats, though. Maybe it got more people if... Regular bats? Like, yeah. I don't know, man. Now you're bringing in, like, rabies and shit. I do give them points for all the blood, though. Johnny Grunge is pretty bloody. Any other thoughts for you on that one? Big fan of bats. Which guy? All. The animal? Yeah. Or the wooden stick? Both. Okay. Next up, whoop. There it is. My tag team kicks in as Too Cold Scorpio uh, heads to the ring. Paul E., he lifts the curtain, and Sabu bum-rushes the ring. So we have uh, Sabu versus Too Cold Scorpio in the first part of a double main event. Can we talk about the name Too Cold Scorpio? Absolutely. What do you want to talk about? All, all of it. Too Cold? It means he's, like, ice cold. Is there just, just a... He started with the name Scorpio, right? Like, that had to be the name, right? <laughs> and then he wanted to differ- differentiate himself from other Scorpios, right? <laughs> yeah. So he's like, oh, I'll be cold Scorpio because 
it's October, and I was born, and I'm a Scorpio, and it's cold. But then there had to be another cold Scorpio. So he became a colder. Too cold. He's How cold is he? Too cold. Do you think there was a one cold Scorpio? No, he was just he was just cold Scorpio. <laughs> oh. Oh, he... He's like, oh, well, this guy is just cold. I'm going to be colder than him. How cold? Too cold. <laughs> I honestly, I don't know what, what's up with that name. Because he has to be a Scorpio, right? That's the sign. He's not like a Sagittarius. Or a Pisces. Too cold Sagittarius. <laughs> doesn't have the same ring to it. No, it doesn't. I don't know. I, I should look into what... I need to know. I need to know. <laughs> Too cold to go. I don't know. He's been he used that name in WCW when he was there. Although when he went to the WWF he was flash funk. I don't know if that was like a vanilla ice type of thing. He was kind of into the hip hop culture. They were always too cold, I think. I don't know. I don't know. The internet doesn't know. Yeah. Can't find it. The it just doesn't talk. He was also called Black Wazuma. Black what? Wazuma. Wazuma? I don't even know what that means. It might have been him in Japan. It was. No. That sounds like a Japanese thing. But aren't scorpions like... That's scorpion. Scorpio. So that has nothing to do with scorpion. Nothing. It's very similar. They're spelled basically the same. There's only one letter missing. You're right. You know which letter? (laughs) And then? Yeah, you're right. That's exactly what it was. Good job. (laughs) Didn't think you'd get that. Alright, so this is more or less a special attraction match as Too Cold was back and forth with WCW. Can you call him by his full name, please? I'm sorry. <laughs> as Too Cold Scorpio Thank you. was back and forth with WCW at the time. This match wasn't really announced until August 2nd. These two did meet previously all the way back in June 14th. So we start off with a couple uh, stalemates. No one really getting the advantage until Sabu hits a cheap shot and the men come to blows on their knees. So they're blowing each other on their knees. Or wait, no. Nope. That's not right. (laughs) They come to blows. Nope. Didn't do that either. They did come to blows. Okay. On their knees, though. Too Cold Scorpio shows off his uh, wrestling skills despite being a high flyer. And Sabu replies, also. Intern. Another stalemate. Uh, drop kick sends Sabu to the outside. They exchange fists on the outside. Then uh, Too Cold Scorpio blocks a sunset flip and Sabu crashes to the floor. There's a slingshot splash, which barely gets a two count. Too Cold Scorpio, he hits a pretty nasty looking pile driver. Look like it hurt. He follows that up with a front flip into a leg drop which was actually pretty goddamn athletic. But that only gets a two count. Sabu counters and turns on the aerial assault, but only gets a two. Too cold, Scorpio. He hits a nice powerbomb. Again, only a two count. Too cold, Scorpio misses a flying forearm, and Sabu gets a little creative with that dive outside, back in, onto the chair, over the ropes, onto Too cold, Scorpio. (laughs) So just a lot of jumping around, basically. <laughs> just, just, he's just hopping. <laughs> yes, it was, it was like like, Mario. like it being on a trampoline park. Correct. That's exactly what it looked like. Sabu, he then sets up a table 
and proceeds to suicide dive to cold Scorpio into it. So back and forth on the outside, and then we get the signature suicide dive by Sabu onto a seated opponent, but I, he didn't have um, Polly holding him, so Too Cold Scorpio moved out of the way. Sabu just went through the chair. Too Cold Scorpio introduces Sabu to a chair and sets Sabu up for a tombstone, but it gets reversed, and Too Cold Scorpio eats the steel dragon. Mm. So a tombstone on the chair. That was harsh. cold steel. How cold? Too cold. Too cold. <laughs> the cold steel. The too cold steel. Dragon. Too cold steel dragon. <laughs> that was a pretty awful spot, actually. And the only thing that gets him out of that is he gets his foot on the rope. So just a two count. Belly to back. Into a slingshot front flip splash by too cold. But only gets us a two count. Too Cold Scorpio, he hits the tumble weed, which is like one and a half leg drop. Uh, looks like his ass like lands on Sabu's face. Mm. So he kind of like sits on him. Only gets a two. He misses a moonsault, and then Sabu pile drives Too Cold Scorpio on the floor, which you can't really see it as it's on the other side of the ring. And we only have the hard camera, basically. Too Cold, he's on a... Or excuse me. Sabu sets up Too Cold on a table... And proceeds to drive him through it. Although it's very lazy, he kind of just like jumped over the ropes and like just like flopped like a fish on him. He didn't really do a move, he just kind of put all his body weight into it so the table would break. <laughs> but he didn't do like any cool move or anything. Uh, only gets a two count. Extension of blows leads to a DDT by Scorpio. And Sabu then hits the Arabian Face Buster. Which is my favorite name. You like that? With the help of Polly to get the three count. So that is basically a chair over the face and leg drop from Sabu. So this match is a little better than okay, I thought. Um, Fast. Fast moving. Yeah, but they the match back in June, I think, was, was ten times better than this. There wasn't as many spots, although the tombstone on the, the chair was pretty sweet. But there was like three or four pile drivers, which, I mean, are high-impact moves, but... For, when you when you do them that many times, you kind of get taken away. Should, that should be like a, a finishing move or a pseudo finishing move. Yeah, a not, signature, right. not just a transition move. Right. There's there was more pile drivers than headlocks. Both men just seemed like they were way too fatigued. I don't know what was going on with these like special attraction matches. Though I expect all out. You know, it's like supposed to be like once in a lifetime. Although they just did it a couple months ago. Twice in a summertime yeah but it's the big card and they went all out on this heat wave 94 tour or whatever their summer tour which was like a house show and then this big match they kind of were a little reserved so what are your thoughts how did you feel aerial moves are good who should have even more yeah maybe a, another table breaking they did incorporate the the chair the steel dragon if you will i will a couple times but I don't know. I feel like there could have been more. I was like getting to climax, but not quite. I didn't quite climax. It's so. weird. And now the main event. So, without a match graphic, we cut straight to Terry Funk heading to the ring. He gets on the mic. Can't understand him, but apparently he forgot his um, brain. That, but he forgot his knee pads. 
Mm, it's not good. I couldn't hear him. Yeah, because his, his music was playing so loud. Joey Styles says that. So he could hear it. Because <laughs> he's 150 years he, old. He didn't have his hearing aids then. Joey Styles is the one that tells us he forgot his knee pad. So you can see him walk to the back and then come back with his um, knee pads. So I'm pretty sure Terry Funk is going senile at this point. Born to be and wild. he probably has bad knees. That's why he needed the knee that, pads. Oh, is that why? I feel like, why wouldn't that already be on your uniform? Maybe get distracted right before he went out. That, like we said before, that locker room is like this big. So maybe he left the knee pads in the car. Maybe they were in the locker room. Oh, sure. He drove himself there. Maybe somebody else wore his knee pads before they were sharing. <laughs> they were sharing them. All right, Born to Be Wild hits as Cactus Jack heads through the curtain. This is another special attraction match, obviously, as Cactus, Appears. much like Too Cold Scorpio, was back and forth with WCW. And both these men are like hardcore legends, I guess. They faced in Japan, mm-hmm. did some barbed wire shit, what have you. So why not have them face each other? So Cactus gets to the ring, gives us a nice bang bang, which is always fun. Cactus gets on the mic, says there has been too much violence already, and Philly needs family entertainment. Oh, uh, uh, Mick Philly's wonderful. Was it Mr. Rog- Rogers coming out? you <laughs> change your shoes on TV? Yeah. So... Obviously, he's being facetious. They exchange a couple personal stabs on the mic, then shake hands, and we're off. A couple chops to start it off, get a couple boos. Funk, he dumps Cactus to the outside, and this is when the shenanigans begin. Brawl over the guardrail, into the crowd. Can't see much, though. You know, limited camera work. Did you see the humongous black dude out there running security? No. That guy was a mountain. <laughs> he was huge. Uh, back in the ring, finally, Cactus, he hits a bulldog, but misses the Cactus clothesline, and this is when he gets his head caught in between the ropes by the neck. This is how he lost his ear in Germany. <laughs> so he, he only has like half an ear. That's because of that move there. So he was probably wanting to do that. No. Well, he still did it, though. Here, though, uh, out in Germany, the ropes were a lot tighter. I guess these ropes were pretty floppy, so he was able to free himself early. So they go to the outside. He cactus. He eats the ring post. And then all of a sudden, the public enemy hits the ring and attacks Funk as the crowd boo relentlessly. Public enemy work over Funk, and then they try to put Cactus Jack on Funk. But Cactus Jack refuses to pin him. I'm out. He said, I'm out. Yeah. So, Public Enemy, they then start to work over Cactus Jack. Grunch, he clocks the ref, and the Public Enemy finally gets Cactus to pin Funk, but he refuses to get his hand raised, even though they, they counted the three anyway. So, this leads your match to be a no contest. Joey Styles, he, does, he says goodbye. Despite there being 10 minutes of tape left. There's more things to happen. <laughs> Cactus, Funk, they drag the public enemy back into ringside. Four men brawl around the arena. Finally, in the ring, Funk pile drives Rock on a frying pan and makes the public enemy pin each other. So that was some good shenanigans there. Funk then calls for a chair. And then... And this is where we get the iconic spot of the public enemy getting buried in chairs. An armada of steel dragons. <laughs> yeah. Flying much, into the ring. Much 
more than last month. Right. So this match, or lack of a match, I guess, was actually kind of confusing. This could have been a nice hardcore match between the two, but it's almost like null and void as the public enemy came out almost immediately, or pretty quickly into the match. The only thing I can think of is they're trying to really get the public enemy over as monster heels. Have to be. So they're just ruining everything. And like, I bet that got a lot of heat because, you know, this match was like, people had very high expectations, I think, for this match. Mm -hmm. And then the public enemy just ruined it. Only good thing about it was the fans throwing in the chairs and the shenanigans on the mic of the, in the pre-match. What did you think of just the match itself? Again, I wish it wouldn't have been stuff like stops and like broken up. Yeah, people paid to see yeah. Cactus Jack. They're like, oh, he's yeah, he's ha- like he's coming to here to do something. That's this is supposed to be your money match, right? right? And then so you legitimately like fucked them. They canceled. The, the they match. canceled the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All right. So to me, the pay per view as a whole wasn't very good. Definitely wasn't my favorite. The first, I think, four matches. Was it three or four? Just dealt with Jason. And how many times did we hear Salt and Peppa and Spinderella? All the times. <laughs> All of the times. 901 versus Hughes was very, very limited. I think like two moves limited. Basically a choke and then a choke slam. Sandman, Dreamer. Was a sweet angle, but I mean it was only a 43 second match. Public Enemy versus Bad Breed. Confusing stipulation. Didn't make sense. Two Cold Scorpio versus Sabu. Was okay. But their last one was better. Basically, like they were just trying to get as many matches as possible on the card, and then every match had a had a had a shenanigan. Yeah, had a thing. There wasn't just a match. But it seemed like they were like trying to get all these matches in as quickly as possible. Right. Yeah. And get out. Like, yeah. I don't know what was like going everybody on. on deck. And honestly, what the hell was with that main event? It wasn't even a main. Like your main event should not be that. Like because you're. I know you're trying to build heels and do all this other stuff, but you're, you're fucking with people with money and their paycheck, basically. Have Public Enemy do that shit, like, after the match or something like that, you know? I don't know. I can't even pick, like, a man of the night for me. I just want to just move past this. <laughs> do you? Anything else? Pay-per-view as a whole? Yeah, not my favorite. No. I liked, I liked the speed in which they were trying to speed things up. You did that like was it. much... They, they went too far. Yeah. Like they, It's okay to have a little bit of a downtime in between each match. Yeah. But it wasn't like some of the ones we watched where there's like 15 minutes in between action. Yeah. I don't like that. No. But you can have three minutes between action. Yeah, there was literally, like, nothing. Right. I mean, just, you don't even have time to post a match graph. They would just, like, drop them out of the sky. <laughs> the yeah. It's basically, like, okay, you're up next, you know, like, fucking shoving them out there as a, the three count. Like a talent show. Yeah. <laughs> Get the hook. So we do, unfortunately, say goodbye to some people this week. In memoriam? Yeah. This one's gonna probably hurt you the most, but... Jimmy Snuka will no longer be gracing us with his presence. Look how upset I am. (laughs) It's like somebody put a a big fat cake in front of you. The only way I'd be more upset is if Nickelback stopped recording (laughs) you. I can't promise that. Uh, He does make like one more television appearance, but I think actually it was 
recorded before this. In the past. Um, the future. Nothing past. special, but yeah. You can see with the way that this is going, is the old timers really aren't in the future plans. They're old. So he's one of the last ones, because I mean, originally it was like Morocco and yeah. all them, like established wrestlers, but now they're bringing in the new breed, basically. So Jimmy Snook has been basically phased out. Hunter Q. Robbins the third, I believe. We don't see him ever again. He's managing um, Jimmy Snooker, but he turned. I think he he might make one more television appearance, but I don't think he's on any more supercards anymore, pay-per-views. I think that's it. That's as, as far as the, the tearful goodbyes. Next up, we have the NWA World Title Tournament. Tournament. And there, this is a big turning point in ECW. Things turn on a point. Like, follow us on Facebook. You can watch us on Vimeo, YouTube. You can also listen to us on SoundCloud and iTunes. And then if you want to help defray some of the costs, you know, help us out, you can check out our Patreon page at Extreme Wrestling Archive. Make a little donation if you feel so fit. And then join us next time as we reopen the Extreme Wrestling Archive.